Much has been said about Mashiach ben David. However, the question is, what about Mashiach ben Yosef? Where does the Talmud talk about him? Where does scripture hint to him? And what do the commentaries and super commentaries say about him? And more importantly, what do we do in our daily life to activate this quality of Mashiach ben Yosef? In the actual 24 books of the Torah, in the five books of Moses, in the books of Nevi'im and Ksuvim, you don't find any reference explicitly to Mashiach ben Yosef. However, it is hinted in numerous places. The most famous, perhaps, is in the book of Zechariah, Zechariah, chapter number 12, verse number 10. And there it says that they will mourn over him as one mourns over an only child. And they will be embittered over him like the embitterment of a firstborn child. So here we see a concept of someone dying who will be considered an only child and a firstborn child to which the commentaries say this refers to Mashiach ben Yosef who will be killed in battle. And Yosef was called the Bukhar, he was called the firstborn. And being that he's a Mashiach, he is like an only child and therefore the entire nation will mourn his loss. But more explicitly, it says in the Gemara, in the Tractate of Sukkah, page 52-2, Torah Rabbanon, our rabbis learned that Mashiach ben David, who will be revealed in the future, speedily in our days, says the Gemara, since he saw that Mashiach ben Yosef was killed, he turned to God and he said, God, all I request of you is life. And to this, says the Gemara, that God answers Mashiach, that your forefather David already asked this for you. In Psalm 21, it says, Chaim that he will ask of you life, and God, you should give it to him. So this idea and contrast of Mashiach ben Yosef and Mashiach ben David, one who will die and one who will live. According to many commentaries, just like all the Jews will be resurrected after Mashiach comes, so too Mashiach ben Yosef will also be resurrected. But this is as a precursor to the coming of Mashiach ben David that he will die. So how do we understand these two Mashiachs? In the Shem Shmuel, he says that it's also hinted on the verse when Jacob meets up with Esau. We know Yaakov, Jacob represents the powers of good. Esau represents the powers of darkness and evil. Amalek comes from Esau. Haman comes from Esau. And therefore, Yaakov will have to overpower and defeat Esau in order for Mashiach to come. 
which is one of the reasons that it says when Mashiach will come, he will stand on the Mount of Esau, implying that he was victorious over Esau. But according to Chassidus, it won't be a destruction and an annihilation of Esau, but rather a transformation of Esau, to use the, the raw, chaotic materials of the everyday scientific and natural world, and use these talents and use these resources to serve God and to reveal godliness in the world. So, when Yaakov meets up with Esau, after 20 years in the house of love, what does he say to him? He says to him, He tells Esau, you should know, I have shared and I have chamer. I have an axe and I have also donkeys. Why does he tell Esau, I have this axe and I have this donkey? So it says the Shemi Shmuel that Yaakov was telling Esau, I am ready for Mashiach to come. I have prepared myself. I have refined myself. In the house of Lavan, I elevated all the sparks. In Lavan Gati, I live with Lavan and I fulfill the 613 mitzvahs. I, I watched the 613 mitzvahs. I did not violate the 613 mitzvahs. In other words, I am ready now for Mashiach to come. Furthermore, I have the shur, I have the ox, and I have the donkey, representing the two different Mashiachs. Mashiach ben Yosef, Mashiach, the son of Joseph, represents the shur, which is the ox, because we know that Jacob blessed Joseph to be beautiful and strong like the shur, like the ox. And Hamer represents the Mashiach that will come from Judah because it says he will be a poor man and he will be upon a donkey. Now the idea of, of Sher represents the, the, the horns of the Sher, the horns of the ox, implying the warrior, that Mashiach ben Yosef will be the warrior. In contrast, to Mashiach ben David, that will be the spiritual leader of the Jewish people. An ox that carries books of Torah. Or set yourself to Torah like a, a donkey, like a donkey to a yoke, implying the, the importance of the study of Torah. So we find between the different commentaries, the Malbim and, and the Mechtev and the Rav Tzadrik, etc., etc., they all discuss these two ideas that Joseph primarily is Surmeira, which is to remove yourself from the evil, and Mashiach ben David is more of Asetov, which is the positive. So, for example, the Mashiach of Yosef will awaken the sinners to do tshuva. Mashiach ben David will awaken the tzaddikim to do tshuva. Mashiach ben Yosef will destroy Amalek. Mashiach ben David will bring holiness into the world. Mashiach ben Yosef represents refining the heart, the, the emotions, the impulses. And the idea of Mashiach ben Yosef dying, according to the Mechtev is that there will be a time that the Jews will return because of impulse. They'll get excited. They'll be afraid. Because of this fear, trepidation, they'll return to God right away. 
but it's going to be out of emotion. It won't be everlasting. And that is the meaning Mashiach of Yosef dies, implying that it's not sustainable. Rather, we need Mashiach ben David, which is intellect, implying the knowledge of Torah, and primarily the knowledge of Chassidus, which brings God into your psyche, and then into your emotion, and into all aspects of your, your body. And therefore, it's more of mindfulness, more of a, a security, and, and a meditative state of clarity and comprehension and understanding, which allows us to transform ourselves into this messianic reality. And that is the idea of the contrast between Mashiach ben Yosef to Mashiach ben David. The Zohar actually says Mashiach ben Yosef is compared to the Shur, the ox in the chariot of Ezekiel, which is on the left side, implying Gevura. Strength, ruling through strength, fighting, judgment, trepidation, to put fear, shock and awe into the people, to do tshuva, to repent. Mashiach ben David comes from Judah. Judah is the face of the lion in the Markova, in the chariot, implying the right side, which is kindness, chesed. The Rebbe writes in Ayoyim Yoyim that one of the great qualities of Mashiach is humility, which is also Yehuda. Yehuda represents humility. Why will he be humble? For he will, on one hand, teach the Avos, the patriarchs, and Moses, the secrets of the new Torah that will be revealed with the coming of Mashiach. And at the same time, he will also be teaching the simple people, the Olive Bays, the Shulchan Aruch, simple things. And he won't say, I'm Mashiach, why should I lower myself and teach these simple people? He's going to be humble. On one hand, he'll be teaching and mentoring Avram, Yitzchak, Yaakov, and Moses. On the other hand, he'll also be mentoring all of us, the simple people as well. So this is the two ways of looking at Mashiach ben Yosef and Mashiach ben David. Other sages say that Mashiach ben David, that will come after Mashiach ben Yosef, means that Mashiach ben Yosef is only an introduction to Mashiach ben David. And not only that, but it's a tikkun, it's a fix. Why does he have to fix? Why does Mashiach ben Yosef have to fix something before Mashiach ben David? Because after Solomon was king, we know that there was a split in the kingdom. Yeruvim ben Avat became now the king of the ten tribes. Yeruvim ben Avat came from Joseph. So they broke off from the kingship of Judah. Now the kingship was supposed to be given to Judah. But, but Yosef hijacked that kingship. Yeruvim ben Avat hijacked that kingship from Yehuda and became the king of the ten tribes. Comes Mashiach ben Yosef to make a tikkun to fix and restore the kingship by bringing back the ten tribes to Judah. And this also explains, as the Shalak Kaddish explains, the, the jealousy of the sons 
of Yaakov against Joseph. What were they jealous about? Because he had a dream, he was going to be a viceroy, so what? Great. We have the brother who's the viceroy in Egypt. Their argument was that, Joseph, you're not supposed to be king. Yehuda's supposed to be king. We know that, and you know that. So why are you trying to change history? Why do you want to be king instead of Judah? Historically, Joseph was supposed to be king first. Because he needed to prepare the world for Yehuda for the kingship that will come about through Mashiach ben David. And that is why Chassidus says that the argument between Judah and David, or Judah rather and Yosef, that we find in the portion of Vayigash, Vayigash Elav Yehuda. Yehuda goes to Joseph and says, give me back my brother, Benjamin. Not knowing that he's Joseph, represents the argument and the fight between these two kingdoms. But according to Chassidus, it's more than that. The argument is, what is more important? Is it Talmud or Meiser? Is it the study of Torah or is it the performance of mitzvahs? And that is one of the arguments in the Gemara. Is Meiser Godel or is Talmud Godel? Is action greater or is the study of Torah greater? And the answer is Godel Talmud from Mevilide Meiser. Greater is the study of Torah for brings to action. So we need Joseph first which is the study of Torah, to add in your knowledge. That's the idea of Joseph, intellect. Then we come to Yehuda, which is action. Yehuda means haida'a, praise, acknowledgement. In other words, I don't understand everything, but I'm subservient to the law. I'm subservient to God. I'm subservient to a higher reality. And bitul, self-nullification, travels beyond intellect. Limits, the intellect has its limitations. You could be brilliant, you could be a scientist, you could be an Einstein, you could be three Einsteins. But ultimately, intellect has its cap. Humility has no limitation. Subservience is infinite. Eved melech, melech. A servant of the king is the king himself. A servant to God is God himself, is infinity. So if you want to truly be infinite, be subservient to God. So this is Mashiach ben Yosef and Mashiach ben David. Mashiach ben Yosef represents the study and the, the commitment to the knowledge of Torah and Chassidus. And as the Rebbe said, one of the things we need to do to prepare ourselves for Mashiach is to learn the laws of Mashiach and the various teachings in the Talmud and Medrash Chassidus that talks about Mashiach. And that will bring to a state of reality of living with Mashiach, which is the second stage. So we're going from Mashiach ben Yosef to Mashiach ben David. It's interesting to note that according to the Yalkut Ruveni, Ad Masai Yiyazeh, which was the argument that the servants of Pharaoh turned to Pharaoh and said, let the Jews go already. How much longer will they be for us for a stumbling block? Ad Masai is the same gematria as Mashiach ben Yosef. Mashiach ben Yosef is the stumbling block for Pharaoh, for Egypt, for, for the powers of darkness. In other words, he is going to put that wrath of God upon them and bring them to their knees so they will say, we want to we let the Jews go out of Golos. So that's the idea of Gevura, that's the idea of Joseph. But ultimately, 
that is not sustainable. Ultimately, it's going to be transformed into the Mashiach ben David. That's why the Rambam makes no mention of Mashiach ben Yosef. Because it seems, according to the way most commentaries learn, that Mashiach ben Yosef is not conclusive. It doesn't have to be a separate person. It could be two and one. From the Rambam, it seems that both Mashiach ben Yosef and Mashiach of David will be in one person. It's going to be two steps, two stages in Mashiach himself. So first, he's going to conquer the wars, which is good over evil, bring all the Jews back to Israel. Then, after he does this and establishes the Holy Temple, then he's going to begin to teach and reveal the secrets of the Torah to the Jewish people. So Mashiach will be two things. He'll be a melech, he'll be a king, and he'll also be a teacher. Here, it seems that the idea of kingship represents mitzvot, to bring the Jews to do mitzvot, and the idea of a teacher, which is a rav, will be to teach them Torah. And these are two aspects of the Gula of Mashiach, and perhaps we can say this represents the Mashiach of Yosef and Mashiach of Yehuda. That Mashiach will have both qualities. He'll be a teacher and he will be a king. Now, in every generation, in every generation there's a Mashiach. If the people are ready, he's going to come. So, who do we know to be the Mashiach ben Yosef. The Hasidim of the Chayzah of Lublin, the Chayzah of Lublin was one of the disciples of the Maggid of Mizrich. They believe that their teacher, the Chayzah of Lublin, was Mashiach ben Yosef. He was fighting the wars of Mashiach. <clears throat> he had a secret union, a secret club of tzaddikim that he united together to work and to, to pray very strongly and to do everything they could in their power to bring an end to Golos, an end to the exile and to the coming of Mashiach. He passed away on Tisha B'Av, on the 9th of Av, the destruction of the Holy Temple and the day that the Mashiach is born. So many of his followers say he was the Mashiach ben Yosef. Similarly, Rabbi Shlomir Karlin who was a friend or a colleague of the Alter Rebbe, of Shnei of the Adi, though they had different philosophies, passed away on the 22nd day of Tammuz in the year 1792. His chassidim said that he was Mashiach ben Yosef because it was on Shabbos five days earlier on the 17th of Tammuz that the Cossacks came into his synagogue and killed 15 chassidim, and he was saying keser. He was in the middle of Musaf service saying keser, and he was in a state of devekus, a state of tremendous meditation and union with God. He did not even know what was happening. His grandchild pulled his talis, and he turned around. At that moment, the Kozak pounced him, and, and he was five days between this world and that world, Yet he was totally in control. He even ate the meal of Shabbos. And finally on the 22nd of Tammuz he passed away. The Kozak that murdered him, his name was Armilus. Armilus, says the Medish, will be the one that will kill Mashiach ben Yosef. So 
many of the Chassidim of the Shleim of Kalim believe that he was the Mashiach of Yosef of his generation. There are many people who believe that in our generation, Rabbi Yosef Yitzchok, the sixth Rebbe of Lubavitch, was Mashiach ben Yosef. His name was Yosef. The Rebbe said clearly that he was the Mashiach of our generation. And he would quote the Medrash that states that why was Yosef called Yosef? Because Yosef means which means that in the future God will add and redeem the Jewish people again from the evil kingdom. So Yosef means again he will increase a second time. And the message goes on to bring a passage, a verse from Isaiah 11.11. It says, It will be on that day and it shall be on that day, Yosef Hashem Shenis Yadai. God again will show his hand and redeem the Jewish people. And the Rebbe would say that the students have to say that their teacher is the Mashiach, and just like the Gomorrah in Sanhedrin quotes four people or four yeshivas who is the Mashiach. Similarly, the, my teacher is the Mashiach. And therefore, he quoted this verse. Of Vahoya by Yehimahu, Yosef Hashem, Shainis Yadah. The word Yosef proves that Joseph will be the Mashiach. And as the Semachsetic explains, why was it called Yosef? Yosef Li Hashem Bein Acher. That God should give me increase and give me another child, said Rachel. But the Semachsetic explains that Yosef Li Hashem Bein Acher means that even Acher, even another child, one who's outside, of the faith, should return to God and become a bane, one of God's children. And that is really the job of Mashiach ben Yosef, to bring back those lost souls who have left the fold or were born to begin with in, in non-observant homes and to inspire them through, through love and kindness and through spirituality to which once again embrace God and embrace spirituality and to embrace Yiddishkeit. So we hope and pray that uh, learning about these concepts and discussing these concepts, dealing with uh, Mashiach ben Yosef and Mashiach in general will inspire us to learn more Torah and to do more mitzvahs and to give more charity and to prepare ourselves and the entire world of the Kabbal Panei Mashiach Sudkenu. Okay, many questions. Yes. Sorry? When you were talking about the ten tribes returning, yeah. that's going to happen before the, uh, the last day of the, the, the Mashiach that's going So there's been a lot of debate, you know, about the ten tribes, if they're returning, who they are, etc., etc. And uh, one of the things that Mashiach will do, as the Rambam says clearly, he will gather in all the Jews from all four corners of the world, um, which would include the ten tribes, wherever they are and whoever they are. The Joseph took out. Huh? The ten tribes are the one that Joseph left with, right? The original Joseph. No. You, you the ten so. tribes were exiled during the first so. Holy Temple. And there are those who say they were brought back. So there are different opinions. 
Oh, I said that there was a, that Israel split into two right. kingdoms right. So the after the passing of King Shlomo HaMelech, King Solomon. And the kingdom at that time split into two. Right. One was the kingdom of, of Judah, and the other one was the kingdom of Ephraim, okay. which was from, from Joseph. Right. So yeah. some commentaries say that that's why there'll be a Mashiach when Joseph, who's going to rectify and bring them back and unite them. That's his duty. That's his job. And that's the tikkun, the fixing that he's going to do. So you have ten tribes and twelve tribes? Ten tribes and two tribes. Ten, ten and two. Ten and two tribes. Ten and two. And that was Judah and Benjamin? Hmm? Two. And the two that... The two are Judah and Benjamin, Yehuda and Benjamin. And also some Kohanim and Levim who are part of it today, we know. And then you have the others who were separated. Those are ten. Hmm. So, so primarily it was Judah and Benjamin and then the other ten tribes. Hmm. Yeah. So you. How many Mashiachs? I thought there was only one Mashiach. The says the Torah testifies of the two Mashiachs. Shnei Mashiachim. Two Mashiachs, and that's implied in the Pasuk, that a star will come forth from Jacob and a, and a scepter will come forth from Israel. Says, says the Erechaim HaKadosh, will come forth a scepter, a star of Jacob. This is Mashiach ben David. Because so, he's going to be a star, come and, from heaven. It's going to be a higher reality. And, it, and then there will arise a, a staff, a scepter, from, from Israel. And according to this... Implying okay. it's going to be a ruler who's going to rule with, 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 so with might. It's not one person, it's two different things. The, I thought it's, it's a unity of one. The scepter and the so we explain that, that according to, to uh, most Kabbalists, it's really two and one. Because Yaakov, Yaakov became... Two for the price of questions. It's very deep. I, I don't know if Yaakov I understand it. Yaakov became Israel. So... Yes. Yeah, but two, he Wait. had two names. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, so two names. But according, according to this, the Mashiach is just the son of... If there's no name, you don't really know who he is, the, the Mashiach? Is that what <clears throat> this is saying? Like who the Mashiach son will be, we'll see when he, when he comes. When Mashiach will come, we'll know. Maybe coming. Wait, wait. Huh? Maybe she's coming. She's. Maybe she's coming. Uh, she's wait, coming. wait, wait. There's one more thing that I have may have answered the, my question from a long time. Yeah. That is, why do they always differentiate the Israel and Judah in the Torah? You mean Yaakov and Yisrael? No, not Yaakov. Uh, Yaakov and uh, the Jacob, tribe of Jacob. Israel yeah. and the tribe of Judah. Oh, the tribe of Israel yeah. represents the ten tribes. And the tribe of Judah represents the two tribes. And... Mm -hmm. But why do they use? I, I don't understand why, how that. Or how? Why? How? Why? How? What? Judah. What's the why, why Judah is separated because he's he's part of the, all the tribes of Israel. Why Judah do they separate was, him? Again, and after, they take him out and separate him from Israel. No, because the king of Israel was in Judah, and he was the major tribe. And then Yeravim ben Avot took with him ten tribes, and they called themselves the kingdom of Israel, of Israel. So to differentiate what was called the kingdom of Israel, what was called the kingdom of Judah. No. 
Judah was not the oldest son, but he was designated to be king. That's interesting, because I didn't know that. Okay. So is it a... One last question. Is it a... The interpretation of it, is it acceptable by most aspect, or is this a debate in... Uh, is what acceptable? Is what? What's the question? The two interpretations. Is, is, is it the general acceptable... There's a Mashiach Ben Yosef. The question is, is he the same person? Is he a different person? Did he come already? Some people said he came already. What's the problem? No, no, I'm trying to understand. Still trying to convince us. It's very hard to understand. What I mean simply is, Yosef means Torah study, Yehuda means action. That's all you have to know. Study more Torah, do more mitzvahs, and then you incorporate both Mashiachs in your life. It's very simple. Rabbi, I have one more question. Don't get bogged down on the details. When you talk about Jacob and Esau, yeah. and you say Jacob is the good one and Esau is the 